today is the first time that I've ever done an episode like this. I'm going to react to one of the Millennial Money episodes that follows a family in Hilo, Hawaii that makes $83,000 a year. I know, I know, a lot of money, right? I'm going to perform my analysis of this family and see, based on the information provided in the video, what exactly it is, maybe do better or do worse or, or doing great, right? I thought this would be an extremely helpful situation as it can give you a solid approach to how you can make this same analysis of your financial situation, make a plan to change it for the better. Finally, I'll give you my final thoughts around the family presented and some key takeaways that I would tell them if I was their financial coach. Enjoy. This is going to be a fun one. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Yo, what is going on? We are back another week. Wow. It's been another week. It's been a good week though. I must say. So this week, this is going to be a phenomenal episode. I just want you to know, I know all the episodes are phenomenal, but this one is particularly phenomenal. And I'll tell you why. So uh, this is the first one of these that I've done. I do plan on possibly doing more in the future, depending if I can grab a good scenario. However, there is, uh, I'm going to review this couple. So there's this show right out there, CNBC, uh, I think it's called make it or something. And then the actual series is called millennial money or something like that. But anyways, what they pretty much do is, is they take these millennials in different cities, right? Um, there are different points in their journey and they, ultimately look at their situation how they're spending their money how they're saving how they're investing how whatever and they do this episode on it um well i was put on to um this this whole thing this is the first time i'd ever heard of it right and um and i was put on to this and 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 given that you should review one of these well as a matter of fact you know i I watched this one and, and, and it's particularly this one. I haven't seen, seen any of the other ones, but I watched this one and I was like, interesting. I think, I think there should be some good takeaways from that. Um, and the good thing about this show is that it doesn't really matter if they're, if they're making great decisions or subpar decisions or whatever, you can, you can look at their financial decisions and you can, you can, you can take, um, take something away from it. Right. So this episode is particularly about a couple that live in Hilo, Hawaii. Um, they make $83,000 a year. And I am going to walk step by step through their finances as they discuss them on the episode. Um, and look at their journey and just point out a couple of things. And um, the thing about it is, is that I want to first show you how your situation is not totally different than everyone else's, right? Like you're like, there's a lot of people that are going through the exact same thing as you. And it's important that you understand that. So, so first off that there, there are people that can relate to you first off uh, second, no matter where you are currently in your journey, that you're taking these like conscious steps to move forward in your life. And that that's another important piece. Um, so it doesn't really matter where you're at in your financial journey. You will get to where you want to be. It's, it's, it's not a matter of, of if, but when, when is, when are you going to get to where you want to be? And, and ultimately the, the good part about it is, uh, I've got, I've got an upcoming series coming up and I'll talk more about it, but, um, it's more about 
you putting yourself in the situation. There's ways that you can speed up your win, and and, and I've got an upcoming series that you uh, look forward to on that, and, and that hopefully we can we can jump in and give you some some assistance on that. Uh, but finally, the last part about this particular episode is finances are all about plans, and I, and I want you to realize that as we go through this, uh, budgets are plans. Your financial journey involves a plan. Retirement needs to be a plan. Everything about finances has to be planned, and and it's up to you to to work that piece. So that's what I want to use this episode to to do. Is I want to take this real life situation, um, and I want to utilize this situation to to show you how to sort of analyze a, uh, your life. Particularly, I want to walk you through. It. I'm going to analyze you know this situation uh, from Millennial Money, uh, but I want you to be able to take these same concepts, be able to apply them to your own life, so that you can analyze yourself, um, and 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 figure out where you can make changes at the end of this i will provide some walk some some key takeaways that that uh you can have from this situation um but i do think that there's a lot that can be can be learned from this so uh like i said this is all about this show called uh millennial money you can see right here down in the in the bottom um I've got a link to the full episode. Uh, there's a part of it that I, I kind of cut out because I don't really find it. It doesn't really provide new information. I give you a quick brief synopsis of it during the during the uh, video, but uh, I didn't really find much significance in it. So I, I, I will cut it out. So if you want to watch the whole video beginning to end, just go to the link at the bottom in the description and you can see it. So before I hop in and I start this episode, uh, I want to start off by saying this. I do not know this couple, right? Like I don't know the people. I don't know the man. I don't know the woman. I don't know anything about them. Um, and I, and I also, I want you to know that, uh, I'm only going off this. This is an eight and a half minute video, eight minute, 27 second video. I'm not I'm not being analytical of their finances. I'm being analytical of the facts that are presented in the video, okay? So I'm not really here to criticize them. I'm, I'm not here to judge them. I'm not here to make false or negative judgment on their situation. I'm only here to take the facts that CNBC provided me um, and, and make a create a discussion about it, right? Break it down. This is all me from the outside looking in. I'm given these facts and and I'm going to I'm going to go off of that. So just as I would do if I was if I was your financial coach, I would take the facts that you give me. There may be things that you leave out. I'm going to try to, you know, uh probe in there and see if I can find some of some of those things that you're leaving out, but I'm going to ultimately try to give you an analysis of of your life so that we can best best uh make this uh the necessary steps to change it, right? So I wanted to say that first. I, I don't want anyone. I don't want this family to catch this video or anyone else to catch this video and say, "Oh, well, you're just you're just talking about them and you're just criticizing them." No, I'm not. They they you know came on this episode and I I really think they have a great situation. I really think that they are in. Um, I think that there's a lot that you can take away from this episode. So without further ado, I'm going to jump in uh, and go through this. So. Sometimes throughout the video, I do want to make this last last caveat, but sometimes throughout the video, text pops up. I do also post these as a podcast. So if you're listening to this on a podcast, thank you for listening. Uh, but I will read out those text boxes as they pop up. There's normally music playing in the background, uh, but I'll read those out so that if you're listening to this in an audio version that you know exactly what's going on. Uh, the people that are watching this live or on YouTube or Facebook, you can see that. So without further ado, we'll jump right in. 
Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world, Anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality. First, it's free. When you're thinking about your finances, free is always good. Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor obviously is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. I feel that money is very hard to come by, especially living in Hawaii. It's not all sandy beaches and coconuts. It's really hard to live here. Okay, so I know this is early. I'm going to stop right here. So the one thing that I first want you to see right here in this part of the video is that is that mindset is everything. So if you tell yourself that you feel money's hard to come by or you've already made this like self-proclaimed prophecy you're going to start to believe it right so so there there are a million ways to make money and it's important that you find your way to make money and there's tons of ways out there um that that's that's an important piece and i think that that's that's the one part that that really stood out to me right there was the fact that there is a mindset shift that has to happen already before i even know anything else about the individual there's a mindset shift that has to happen you have to think in a positive light you have to think about your situation and how you can better your situation i like to look at it as a as a you respond to action you don't react or to situations you don't react to the situation right so um uh, i think the other quote was it's really hard to live here um and this puts you in a mindset where you feel that your situation is 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 impossible or it's it's, it's not um it's not the most ideal situation. So uh, change your mindset first, right? It's the first step in anything that you do. Uh, but just right here, I can tell you that that the mindset is not in the right place going into it. And and that's important. So tell your things that you can put your mindset, uh, mindset into a positive light. Uh, make your environment feel like you can succeed. And that's an important thing before we go further. I want you to always remember that nothing's easy. But never go into the, the the any situation with a negative mindset, and and that, that's the first thing that that uh, that I wanted to bring up is, is is that's important, right? So let's keep going. My name is Shayla Marie Ma'e. I'm 28 years old. I'm Matthew Pianaya Ishii. I am 33 years old. Together we have two daughters, Sienna Bell and Sierra Jane. Together we make about $83,000 a year. We live on the big island of Hawaii in Hilo. Okay, so I did some research before we get started on it. Uh, I did some research and here's the facts I wanna give you real quick. So we know about Hilo and we have all the facts we need. So here's what source, uh, Data USA is the source for this. Median household income for Hilo is um, our individual income, excuse me, is $29,440. Median household income here is $60,120. Median three bed rent is $1,850. And median home value is $319,000. Uh, that puts you at a monthly mortgage of about 1900 
Um, that's based off the 30 year fix, 4.25% interest, 0% down or $0 down. So, so I wanted to, I wanted to lay it out. So you have the facts. So let's keep going. I started a new job about a week ago. I'm making $16 an hour, $33,000 a year. I understand how hard it is to pay for childcare. If I wasn't working, we wouldn't be able to pay for childcare. I would be a stay-at-home mom forever. You really have to be working two jobs in a household to send your children to school. All right, so this is the first set of facts that we have here in this episode. So uh, average cost of childcare, this is something I had to look up, but average cost of childcare in Hilo uh, runs you about 600 to $700 a month. So that's about $7,200 to $8,400 a year. Uh, so the good news for her, right, is that she does make more than the median individual income. So, uh, but I will say this, childcare for her does eat into a lot of that money. So uh, making uh, the $33,000 a year, you know, that pretty much you're looking at about $15,000 for her for both kids. Um, that does eat up about half of her income right there alone just for child care. So that's, that's a big piece, right? That This is going to leave her with about $18,000 gross uh, per year. So that, that's an important thing to remember. Uh, let's keep watching. As a concrete foreman, I earn about $25 an hour. It could go up to about $80 an hour. I form Thai steel and place me in a concrete down to finishing the concrete uh here's the here's the thing uh the thing about um um this piece is that he he goes on he states his he states his hourly wage right at this point we can see uh from the text in the video right here it just popped up uh, we haven't he didn't really say it, but he expects to make about $50,000 in 2021. Uh, that's from the text in the video. The part that the part that I, I'm slightly confused on is the fact where he says he makes $25 an hour, but it goes up to $80 an hour. So I'm not really sure if he means that depending on um, the project that he's is he doing, it, he makes more or less through you know or does more experience lead him to that $80 an hour but either way $25 an hour equates to about $52,000 a year $80 an hour is about $166,000 a year so I'm not really sure where the $50,000 came from because even at $25 an hour um, you're looking at about $52,000 a year so I'm not really sure where they came up with this number um, but maybe he's just getting started in this career field as a concrete foreman um, and he has to work his way up to $80 an hour. But if that's the case, the great news for Matthew here is that there's a uh, there's a high ceiling for this 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 occupation. So that's really good to know. That's actually really good to know. So if this is based off of projects like my first example was, um, I'm going to have to say that let's say not 80 uh, or excuse me, 90 percent of his projects pay the $25 an hour and 10% pay $80 an hour, uh, his annual salary would be about 62,000. So, uh, so for this analysis, I'm going to use the videos, $50,000, uh, 
But if I was coaching Matthew, uh, I would have to ask for some clarification on that piece because ultimately I'm not really sure where the 50,000 came from. So if, if you're analyzing your salary, you do want to be, um, you do want to plan for the worst case, right? So maybe that's what's going on here is we're planning for the worst case. So $50,000 includes, you know, uh, some worst case scenario, right? But, but ultimately I think that, uh, this is a spot that, uh, that, that could be, could be easily, um, influenced. And, and ultimately I think that, I think that it's up for debate on, on, on how you, how you respond to this. So let's keep going. As of right now, the way that we live paycheck to paycheck, it's hard to make it by. We make enough to cover our expenses and our bills and essentials, but we don't make enough to move forward and move ahead in life. So this is my favorite part, right? So let's look at this budget. So um, pretty much on the screen, we have their budget and um, you know, it's broken down very well. So if you're if you're budgeting like this, this is this is a pretty good budget or pretty good outline for your budget. So uh, this is important when you're looking at your plan because being honest here ensures that when you're building your plan, you're setting yourself up for success. So uh, right here we're seeing uh, their rent, which is a three bedroom home, is twelve fifty, which is below the median rent of eighteen fifty. Child support is seven hundred, which is right there with the um, I guess that's childcare costs. I'm not really sure. Um, oh no, 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 no. Yep. Not childcare costs. Uh, so we'll, we'll learn more about the child support later, but it is child support. So transportation is 659, uh, which is the car, gas, and insurance. Food is $600. Utilities is $303. Phones is $299. Discretionary is $210, which is personal care, household expenses, dog food so we know they have a dog so technically they have three kids uh health insurance is 191 credit card debt uh 101 dollars and subscriptions is amazon prime and other streaming services is 79 dollars. so uh using their annual amount that they started off the video with so that annual gross of eighty three thousand. i use smart assets calculator which you can go on the internet and and, and find and i determined that their take-home pay is about sixty three thousand after taxes uh so based off this budget uh this budget has their expenses at about fifty two thousand seven hundred and four dollars uh this is going to leave them a take-home difference of about ten thousand two hundred and ninety six dollars so left over every year this family has ten thousand two hundred ninety six dollars estimated okay left over every year so uh let's keep watching this is good sure and my family has a roof over their head clothes and food because i was a stay-at-home mom for the past year i let matthew know what we needed and by that matthew would budget based off of his weekly income food is a priority whether we have enough or we're gonna borrow from my mother-in-law to have enough. My contribute to the household would be taking on my car payment again, being able to put money towards our rent and utilities, being able to help pay off my credit card debts, 
and being able to save a little bit more money and put it on the side. All right, so here we learned some, some new facts, right? So we learned that she's been a stay-at-home mom for the past year. Uh, it's also good that she's getting back into the workforce. That's, that's great. Uh, I think that every family is different, and I think that how they handle their family dynamics is however they best see fit. I'm not here to tell you how to handle your family dynamics. Um, just that you're handling them, you know, the best the best opportunity for your family to be successful, and that's all that is. Um, so, from a financial perspective, this could have worked out okay for them during COVID, as if you look at their childcare cost. Um, COVID and childcare was hard, right? So two working partners could have been hard on the kids. It could have been hard on the working spouses. It could have been hard on everybody. So um, I do think that that um, if she was you know, staying at home for the past year, which is fine, at least she was able to save on a lot of those childcare costs. Because as she said at the beginning, there's a huge piece of uh, childcare that it costs, it costs a lot, right? So um, the only thing right here I want to bring up is I want to highlight that credit card debt because on their budget, it said $101 a month for credit card debt. The problem is we don't yet know how much debt there is. And that truly makes all the difference in this case, because if you say I have credit card debt, well, how much credit card debt? And it's important that you know how much credit card debt or how much debt you have in general, because that all goes into a plan. I call it a good plan, a get out of debt plan. Uh, but that's necessary for your financial success because getting, you know, getting the debt off the books is how you move your life forward. So hopefully we'll find out more about the debt because uh, that's that's going to be a huge piece, a huge piece in uh, in this in this exact video. So let's go. Are you working? Huh? What are you making letters? Making letters. Making letters. Good job. We started dating in 2012. And as of 2017, we had our two girls, Sienna and Sierra. Being pregnant came as a shock. I had a 50-50 chance of ever getting pregnant, so we stopped trying, and we ended up finding out that we were pregnant. A week later, we found out that we were having twins, and it came as a very big shock. Financially, they're three years old now, and they have completely different personalities. One is very much a showgirl, and the other one is very headstrong, and she's my tomboy. Sending the twins to school is about $1,400 a month. It's $700 per child at the preschool that they are attending, and we do not pay this out of pocket. It was a blessing that we were able to get funding. Okay, so uh, big, big piece of information right there. She talks about funding. She talks about that the $700 uh, per child is is actually um, there's there's some funding, some funding uh, benefit in there. So um, that that's important, right? So. Um, I don't know how that's affected with her uh, now starting back work. Does that, if this is some kind of like state funded program or something based off of maybe like a single working parent or, or uh, maybe that's, uh, there's, there's some kind of um, 
income threshold, right? If you make more than XYZ, you don't qualify for this funding anymore. I don't know what the funding is. I'd have to ask more questions to the individuals on that. But uh, whatever the case may be, you know, that that's an important, important aspect. So uh, we'll keep going. I, I, I there wasn't really we learned a lot about the family dynamics, which is good. I, I think that's very important. So let's keep let's keep watching. I have $2,300 in credit card debt. The credit card debt came from being able to pay extra expenses if we didn't have the finances to cover our monthly bills. So our credit card debts came from either having to buy last minute items of food and gas. Matthew and I are engaged, but because of his prior relationship, he does have children with his previous relationship and he has back child support. So because of this, we're not getting married because once we get married, we become one person and I will start paying his child support as well. All right. So, wow, we learned a lot. So let's unpack this. So first thing is we have $2,300 in credit card debt. And I'm glad that they went over that because that's that's very, very important. Um, so I, I'm glad, but I don't know our interest rate, but guessing that the interest rate's close to maybe 15%, um, I, I did the calculations for her. Uh, it would take her about 27 months to pay off that debt if she pays $101 a month. Okay. And so, and we saw that that's where we got, we got that out of the budget. So $101 a month was out of the budget. So, um, second, the child support is $700 in child support. As I stated before, um, this, I'm not sure, you know, like, I don't know how long, how old the child are. I don't know. Or the children are, I don't know how I mean children. I don't know anything. All I know is that there's $700 per month in child support for his children. So I'm guessing there's more than one. Um, and lastly, we learned that they're not married. So that actually changes, um, the amounts of money that we have, because that does mean that they're being taxed as individuals and not as uh, married filing jointly or married filing, uh, or, or married filing jointly. So annual income changes from 62,000 to about 52,000. So it was a, about a $9,296 left every month or every year, excuse me, uh, when I re previously had like 10,296. So it drops about, about a thousand dollars, uh, about, about, excuse me, so their annual income dropped to 62,000 annual expenses, 52,000 annual leftover was about 9,000. So it was a thousand dollars less than before. Okay. So we're getting, we're getting all the news. We're getting all the scoop right here and we'll eventually be able to put this together. All right, so here we go. I do talk to them once in a while when they go and visit my mother at her house. She'll call me on Facebook Live or call me over the phone where I'll be able to either speak to them or see them. Before they moved to Washington, it used to be like every other weekend that they would be at my mom's house. But now, since they moved, it's only when they come back to visit Hawaii.
something comes at us, like the car needs to be fixed or tires need to be replaced, then that comes right out of the savings again. And the last time I looked, it was about 700 is in my account right now. So I do have a savings account that we try to put money into. It's not a set amount that we try to save every week or every month. But when we do get some extra income, I try to save it. The amount that we have in my savings account right now is $20. And that's just to keep my savings account open. Okay. So now we discuss savings. All right, this is great. So uh, they save between zero and fifteen hundred dollars a month, uh, depending on what comes up. Um, uh, his account has two hundred in his, and hers has about twenty. So their total savings right now sits at about seven hundred and twenty dollars. Uh, let's break down what I see. So first off, looking at their leftover amount, that nine thousand two hundred and ninety-six dollars a year they should be able to save around $770 a month if they have a steady income. I don't know if he gets paid weekly or monthly or um, bi-weekly or whatever, but about seven on average, about $770 a month. The thing I want you to take away here is about savings is that you have to have this, this saving first mentality. If your plan is to save, uh, the, the, the quote she used in there is, we try to save what's left over. And that's not going to work in a long run plan because you have to plan how much you're going to save. And then right when you get paid, you make that transfer happen. That money is no longer yours. You have to, you have to plan to save you like, not like I'm going to save if I have money left over, I'm going to save. You have to plan that has to be a conscious plan. So, uh, and that just, that's everybody. That's just in general. That's, that's just how you, I've done many videos on savings and that's what I'll always preach is if you try to save what's left over, there will never be anything left over. You've got to save and then live on what's left over. And that's important, important aspect. So the other thing is about savings um, and paying for your emergencies with it, that emergency fund. The great news is, is Matthew here, every single thing he stated, car fix, tires, all those things, I consider those emergencies as well. So he considered them an emergency and I consider them an emergency as well. Because if you think about it, uh, if any, if any, if his car breaks down, he can no longer get to work. She can no longer get to work. Their income goes flatline. So that's an important thing. Um, uh, that's, that is very important. The thing I want you to remember though, about emergencies is that when these emergencies come up, the important aspect, the mental aspect of them is, are you, are you instantly, and this is for your own life, but are you trying to figure out where you can cut to deal with that emergency that came up or you instantly go into your savings and be like, Oh, well, there's the money. Let me go grab it. Because if you go for option two and you try every possible way to make enough money, to pull enough, to make ends meet without going and touching your savings long run wise, that's going to be a, a much better, uh, outcome for you because you're, you're figuring it out. You're going through the process. You're not going and just instantly trying to take the easy way out of just saying, let me just grab out of my emergency fund or my savings account. You're always looking for another way to do it. So that's important. It's very important. And, and I think that, um, um, it is, is, is how you have to view your emergency. You have to avoid it like the plague. You cannot just go jump and grab it. Okay. That, that's important. Uh, and I'm going to skip ahead on the next part because that's the part I said. There's not much new information in that part of the video. Go see the full video on CNBC's Make It channel on YouTube. 
Uh, the only thing I can say about the segment that I'm skipping here is that they talk about not being able to do things because they don't have enough money. And I'll give advice on this later on. So uh, let me jump forward to the next part of the video. We were hoping to own a home by now, but because of the way that we live and how much we make, we made too much for self-help housing, which is a housing program that helps Native Hawaiians. And we made too much for the household income for that. And we made too little for a home loan. Some other states that I've been looking around at, just to compare prices, they're oh, way cheaper for something that's not even comparable. And that's why so many people from Hawaii are moving out of state. So we made a goal for the next five years to save money and try to move out of state. It's not all sandy beaches and coconuts, what you see on TV, in magazines, social media. It's really hard to live here. Okay, so first off, Bravo, bravo for making that plan. They they know the way forward on their finances, which is great. Uh, so here we learn that they are renting their home. Uh, they do want to move out. They want to get out of state. They want to get a home elsewhere where cost of living is less. And that is a wonderful statement that they made. And I'm going to tell you why. So if you me, I've lived in Hawaii for since 2017. And I'm going to tell you something that uh, there's a lot of families that live on the different islands, right? Um, and it's very hard. It's a very hard decision to make when you're ready to move away. And, and, and if you've ever thought about moving away from a state or, or, or a country or anything, and you look at it from a sense that you're leaving family and friends behind, um, but you're doing it because you see a better opportunity to build wealth and, you know, provide for your family. It, you you can you can almost understand like that that's the reason why you're doing it right you're not doing it to leave your family you're doing it because that's what you see as a opportunity for you and i i truly applaud at, at that at that realization because that's a hard realization to have and it can be a tough decision to leave your family for the bettering or your leave your um parents or grandparents or uncles or aunties to try to you know provide for your family and, and that can be tough so um that I, I i truly think that's a great thing they realize that cost of living is high uh, and that their skills could provide a better a better life uh, for their family elsewhere concur great great decision great idea we also learned that buying a home is a very value it has extreme value to them um and what that is to them is a motivation factor so I think that that's a, a huge piece in this. Uh, so we'll wrap this up to this last segment. Here we go. As far as the girls, try to send them off to college and get them a good education. Everything we pretty much do nowadays is based off of these two girls and make sure they grow up to have a bright future and a better education. All right. So here we go through the video and I'm going to tell you the last motivation that I heard from them was the fact that their kids are, are a huge motivation to them. So that's amazing. Uh, he said he's going to send his kids off to school, get a good education, understanding college important. Everybody has a different view of college. I understand that. And I'm going to do a video on college in a later episode. So be on the lookout for that. So, wow. This, so this was a great story to analyze and hopefully you saw uh, a lot of the things that I saw, but there's a, after looking at that, I went through a couple of the facts along the way that I brought up. Um, but 
I understand, first off, that it can be very hard when you're trying to self-analyze. You're trying to be honest with yourself, and it's, it's tough because it's personal, right? You're having to tell yourself where you've done wrong. You have to tell yourself how you've done, you know, made a bad decision. You're having to tell yourself how you have to be critical with yourself, right? And that's tough. So, it. But it's if you can do that. That's the only way that change is going to happen is when you take when you become real with yourself, real with your situation, and then you start to say, okay, well, if I change this, you know, this is great. Uh, If I change that, you know, I can be better in the long run, whatever. It's important to make those type of decisions. It's important to do that self-analyzation of your life. So if someone asks me after watching that video, after going through everything, if someone asks me, what is my takeaways from that story? I've got a couple takeaways that I want to leave with because these are the type of things that if I was analyzing your situation that I would leave you with because I think these are important. First and foremost, I would have them write down their motivations. I think that they have two very solid motivations. First off being their daughters, second off being purchasing a home. I think those two motivations are extremely, extremely, um, uh, they they have a, a driving factor to them, and they're both they're both not short term goals. They both have short term goals along the way, but they, those are both very long term goals. They want to see their kids succeed, and they want to purchase a home. So knowing those everything that every single sacrifice that they're going to have to give, every long night, every discomfort, all these reasons for why they're doing it, they have to remember those whys or their kids in purchasing that home. Um, and if you don't know your why like the why you're doing something, why you're sleepless, why you're you're discomfort uh why you're uncomfortable, why you're all these things. It it makes all of those things much harder to do, much harder to accomplish. Second, I would go over their priority of saving. The biggest thing that I heard that that truly needs a a guiding light is that savings and that ability to put money away. Um saving has to be a deliberate action in your life. You can't just think it's going to happen, right? The habit has to be formed by saving, and it's one of the greatest habits to have. Um, I don't think that they have $8,500 in emergencies, but if you look at their current savings account and you look at how much they have, roughly $9,200 available to save, it shows as if they have about $8,500 in emergencies every year. They may, and that's where a personal financial coach would be great. Finally, I would go over mindset with them because I do think that in every coaching session, you have to understand that your mind is a very powerful tool. Um, And the reason for this is that the mindset means everything, especially when you're trying to quote unquote make ends meet or you're trying to work out your financial situation because everyone's is different. Uh, If you can tell yourself that you can do it, you will do it. And that's important to know. So as you were able to see in the last eight and a half or so minute video, any situation can have a plan, right? But uh, you have to put that plan in place to start moving that ball toward the goal line. And when you do that, it's only a matter of time before you will score in your life. So uh, this is a football reference, but I think it's very applicable to your financial journey. So if you watched a football game, right, um, the ball is going to move forward. The ball is going to move backwards. The ball is going to move left to right, everything. But the whole goal is you want to drive the ball down to the goal line and score. That's a major, that's the whole point of the football game, right? Score the most points, um, you win the game. 
but problems and situations and people and jobs, et cetera. So those are all the defense on the football field. They're all, all those things are trying to slow you down or even stop you. Right. Uh, but you have your team. So you're on the offensive. You're trying to push the ball into the goal line um, or across the goal line, but, and you have your team. And your team is helping you push forward. That's your friends, your family, your mentors, your coworkers, all these people in your life. They're trying to help you score. Um, but in the process, I told you the ball is going to move forward. The ball is going to move back. If you allow those setbacks to destroy you, you're going to end up completely overwhelmed, not knowing where to turn. And honestly, uh, no problem is going to be uh, too big for you to overcome in the end if you rely on that team to help you. So lean on your team and you'll win. And that's a huge takeaway. So a financial coach along the way can be just what you need to take that outside look as we just did with this family at your situation and help build that game plan so that you can succeed along the way. And that's where I come in. I can be your financial coach, uh, coach still using the football analogy, cheering you on, building your plan, holding you accountable and keeping you going no matter what problems or situations come your way. Um, no matter where you are in your journey, a financial coach can help. Uh, and there's something you need, please go to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash contact or see the link in the description below. Fill out the form uh, and I will email you back and we'll get something worked out so that you can be on your way to financial freedom. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I had a lot of fun breaking it down. Um, but if you you did enjoy it as much as I enjoy putting it together, obviously. Uh, push, Keep pushing it along. Um, and if, don't forget to subscribe or comment. Share it with anyone else in your family to help build this community. But I want you to know that if you'll keep pushing, you're going to win at your financial journey. I'm telling you, you're going to win at your financial journey. It is not a matter of if but when. You will do it. So till next week, peace. Keep looking. Um in your financial mirror, and you will make the positive change in you and win at your finances. So till next week, see you then. Well, that wraps up today's financial mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.